Traditions, twinkle lights, and a season of learning. And I bet you're asking yourselves, where's Bob? Don't worry, he's just jet lagged. I'm Lisa Christensen filling in as a guest host of this episode, a special holiday episode of the Learning Geeks podcast, starting now. How are you guys? I am so tired. Are you? <laughs> yes. Where Where were you? No, I was in I was in France. We decided this year. You know, I usually go to Disneyland for my birthday. And yeah. We decided that we would go to the one in France this year. And Amazing. So we spent a week in France, and it was it wasn't just Disneyland. We had a great few days in Paris, and then we went out and visited my wife's homestay family when she homestayed there 40 years ago when she was in high school and that was really really fun to go out cool. there and we had a we had a great trip i'll talk more about it a little bit later but yeah i am i'm just really jet lagged so thank you for doing that for me lisa i did not My have the pleasure. energy to do a cold open but i i, I do have to ask though but lisa weren't hmm. you overseas too <laughs> I was. And you still yes. were able to do the cold open over yes. She's stronger than I am. I was in Prague and Dublin last week. Um, oh. Yeah, it was a great trip. Uh, I spent a lot of time with my team. But for some reason, knock on wood, um, I don't really get jet lag. I mean, I do on some trips. Asia, you know, an Asia trip will definitely give me jet lag. But Europe, I can hop back and forth and I don't, I don't really feel it, so... Yeah. Well, my sleep is so messed up anyway. I, I never even hit normalcy until Thursday, like <laughs> of last week. <laughs> I was waking up time. at two in the morning, you know, and sleeping, uh, taking naps and everything like that. But it was great. Awesome. But this Happy is the holiday. This is the holiday special, right? So this is the one where we get on the Millennium Falcon and fly to Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day. Is that the idea? Jake? Kind of. Yeah. Okay. And right. And talk about our... Some of our favorite stories are on the holiday. And of course, this is a learning podcast, so we're going to tie in learning in some way. And then for those that are not seeing Dana, Dana is very, very festive today. Um, not jet lagged, fully, fully, uh, tons of energy no, today. So I was just <laughs> going to say, you know, Bob, Bob was in Europe. Lisa was in Europe. Jake was out at Disneyland in California. Yeah. And I was working. <laughs> well, somebody has to. I was working. <laughs> Did you get a lot done? Drew the short card. Yeah. Well, who's asking? Bob the boss or Bob the co-host? <laughs> Let's call it Bob the co-host right now. I don't want yeah, to get no, into I didn't Bob get, the I didn't boss. get anything done in that case. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I'm glad. You deserve a little bit of a break. It's Christmas time. That's right. It is Christmas time. The end of the year slides. Hard to get anything done. You know, the one thing I always appreciate about the holidays in the U.S., this, this particular holiday, is a lot of times if you go on vacation, you know, you go away, you come back, and your email is just piled up. Mm -hmm. But this time of the year is a little different because so many people are out. Right. That you come back and you – sometimes I've come back and been surprised. Like, well, why isn't my email box more full? Well, that's because everybody else was out too. It's one of my yeah, favorites because I, I feel like everyone just closes down. You know, I worked for a yeah. company for a while that just shut down for two the last two weeks of the year. Oh, yeah, amazing. you know, it was just like everybody was gone. It was free vacation, which was good. Yeah. Well, actually, there was no they didn't even count vacation there, so I suppose it could have been vacation every day, but you wouldn't have lasted long. If you oh, the that. unlimited uh, PTO, the unlimited PTO, which means that yeah. nobody actually takes no one the actually blessing takes and it. curse of unlimited yeah. PTO. Yeah. Well, should we get started with our holiday show? 
what are, one of the couple things, I, one of the things we wanted to do today is, you know, it's a special holiday episode and many of us brought in stories and things around the holiday tie in something with learning. And I can go ahead and start at least with my topic, but I thought we'd just do kind of round robin stuff as we go, bring up topics, um, you know, maybe drink some eggnog if that's kind of your fancy. I don't, not much of a fan anymore. Um, you I've still just love been it, eating though. gingerbread dough. Julie's making gingerbread cookies, and I've got the bowl of the dough here. So that's wait, cool. really? No eggnog. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, I had intended to bring eggnog, and I forgot. Oh, hey Jake, before you before you share yours, you guys are all had great adventures over the, over the last couple of days. Uh, the, my here's my big adventure. I was at I was at a mall, <laughs> and I happened to step into the elevator with Mr. and Mrs. Claus. And I got to oh. tell you, it was a bit claustrophobic. <laughs> Can I go get right, my Jake? eggnog? Can I get that was my... excellent. I really now I'm going to get my eggnog and it's going to have bourbon in it. I really, need to, get, <laughs> I really need to get a mixer machine to start doing uh, some type of sound Put effect when, da- yeah, I mean, when Dana does his dad joke. We need a drum roll for sure. Yeah. All right. So, Jake, now you can go. Now that I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Give us a good tradition, Jake. Something yeah. holiday related. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought I would love to share... Um, I was thinking of a, a memorable holiday moment that was also a learning moment. Um, so I, I did have one. One I wanted to share was a friend's Christmas. And it was actually my junior year of college. And I remember this specifically because it was the, it was the first time I was in an apartment, first time out of the dorms. I had two roommates. Um, we we wanted to spend that time and actually decorate the apartment. It was the first time you can really decorate. I mean, maybe I decorated in the dorm. I don't remember doing a whole lot, but I just remember. Plus, there was no space. I mean, you really had like one inch here and there to maybe put a little bit of an ornament or a, a random tree. But during our, we had a three-bedroom apartment. We started to decorate the, the apartment. One of my roommates was, was that typical guy where he's, oh, I'm too old too old to decorate. We don't need to do that kind of stuff. So it's just my other roommate and I doing it. And we went all out. We, we attempted to make gingerbread houses. We went to Walmart and bought, you know, what we can afford to build our own winter village. Uh, we actually repurposed our ping pong table as a snowy backdrop by draping over a white sheet and filling it with lights. We put lights everywhere. Um, we went to a tree farm, chopped down a tree, brought it home, and then we also decided to do, I would call a, and I'm doing air quotes, a fancy Christmas party um, <laughs> where we, we'd, we'd come, we, actually our friends would come over. We, we had a party and we dressed up. And again, I, I, I did air quotes because in college we're pretty much all broke anyway. So our fancy was as fancy as we can make it, but it was fun. And the reason I, I thought this holiday moment was special for me, both as a, a learning moment and just as a, a memory, it was the moment when I realized that I was teetering on still being a kid and also mm-hmm. growing into an adult. It was that moment. And, but the lesson for me is that I realized I don't have to be either. I can just grow up and still have my kid-like spirit, but also deal you know, with adult responsibilities. But I, you know, to this day, I love to decorate. I love to imagine things with the kids, with, with my kids today. Think about all these new fun things. When I was just at Disneyland, 
I can be a kid again. We're joking around. I'm I'm the adult on the ride, especially on Star Wars Rise of, Rise of the Resistance, <laughs> yelling at the characters, um, while all the other kids are just you know screaming. I'm yelling, trying to get into the character moment. So, it really do think of that moment as that time of like I really enjoyed the fact that I have my own place to decorate. I have my ability to have a fancy Christmas party, but at the same time, I could still do all the kid like things and imagine. So that was that moment for me that was very memorable. I and I, I feel like I've kind of kept that balance throughout. You can be and childlike Jake, without being childish, Jake. Exactly. That's yeah. a better way of saying it, yeah. And Jake, I was thinking about how each of my daughters, as they've gotten older at one point or another, each one has come to us and said, you know, adulting is not as fun as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's so true. the idea of, you know, maintaining the, the, the childlike heart and childlike attitude while you're still doing the adulting things. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a really healthy approach. The one thing I always liked about from the adults, when I was in college, I remember my roommate's older sister would always tell us, stay in college as long as you can. <laughs> Being adults, not that fun. But we always, there was part of us that really wanted to because we liked the independence of things, being able to make decisions, being able to sleep when we want to because we still felt like we woke up really early and yeah. now i have a way different perspective on that but <laughs> <laughs> but i mean there are elements that we did like the independence i still do um you know if you want to go buy something you don't have to tell I mean, mom or dad doesn't have to tell you, you can't get that that's part that part was good you do need to check with erica on that though yeah <laughs> although sometimes i feel like she needs to check with me on a lot of things because i oh, feel like okay. i'm oh. not the the spender Really? Oh, oh! My. This is turning into a family. I was going to say this podcast. Maybe I should bring Sherry. No, here's here's <laughs> my quick here. quick little thing. I actually I do I do spend, but I I am the worst at buying. So I'll buy something, the Take next day I have immediate regret, and I'll return. Mm. I'll probably return it. So to the point where I've become an expert at repacking. <laughs> well, really? and, and uh, don't and they know you uh, on a first name basis at Best Buy. Oh, here's Jake bringing back that thing. Yeah, here's Jake. Yeah, exactly. Apple's pretty pretty much knows me. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> well, you you've kept your Apple Watch finally, didn't you? I did. You have your Ultra. I do have my. You Ultra. You got it. And you returned it, and you got it again. Yeah, I think I got. Yeah. My, well, these are my AirPods, but my AirPods. I'm going on. It was my third before I officially. Oh. Before you committed. Yeah. <laughs> do you feel the same when someone gives it to you? When someone, like, if it's a gift, do you, do you feel the same remorse? No. 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 <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. I, maybe it was because yeah. the way I grew up, I, I really had to value every cent and dollar. And so I just was so ingrained in that. And so, uh, and also not needing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That was also a thing I've just always grew up to be and even to this day i try to practice but being satisfied yeah, yeah. and so when someone else gives it, i just appreciate it and and i don't i don't feel I that regret that. Yeah. yeah thank goodness seriously because yeah. i think i'd have real problems if that was the case <laughs> well i can hit y'all with a christmas story um tradition there are a couple of movies that we like to watch every christmas uh one of them is not it's a wonderful life anymore it used to be we kind of burned out on it's a wonderful life um, cause it was on, remember for a while it was on every channel, like every hour yeah. of the day. Um, the, the two movies that we love to watch for Christmas now are a Christmas story and elf. 
Mm-hmm. And lots of times it gets to be our Christmas and I'll be like, oh, let's watch one of those. And my family kind of resists. I'm like, well, you know, we've seen it before. So so when I that was saying we just now about we, it's really I who like to to watch these movies every year. <laughs> so, um, so on this last trip, on the way out there, they didn't have A Christmas Story, but they had A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the sequel that just came out last year. Oh, yeah. With yeah. everybody grown up. And, and I watched it. It, it was okay. You know, it, it was a B movie. It was okay. But yesterday as we were flying home, I decided I was going to watch Elf. And so I wasn't even going to bother asking Sherry, you know, if she wanted to watch Elf. I'm like, I can just watch it myself because she never wants to watch it. So I put it on. And then about a minute into it, she she like taps me on the shoulder. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, it's Elf. She's like, I don't remember this part where they're at the North Pole. And she starts watching it. She watched like the whole movie with me with no sound. And she she was laughing hysterically, like not being able to hear what was going on. And occasionally she would be tapping me on the shoulder like, what did he say? What's going on? <laughs> and I wanted to be like, you know, may- maybe you could watch it yourself with your own headphones and I wouldn't have to like narrate for you. But it, it was actually a very fun moment. And we, we enjoyed it because we both got a lot of good belly laughs out of it. That really is a very funny movie. So. Um, so that had really nothing to do with learning. So let me pivot it a little bit with, um, this was my learning moment from the last week. I was absolutely shocked at how quickly my French came back to me being immersed in France. Hmm. And for some background, I had three and a half years of French in high school, which was almost, you know, so we're talking like 40 years ago. And no practice in between? V- very little. I mean, yeah. occasionally, like we we have a French colleague, Bruno, and I'll try, you know, speaking French to him occasionally. And, and I've been there. Yeah, he laughs. He, you know, he thinks I'm silly. Um, yeah, a couple of trips over there. But yeah, like really nothing. But as soon as we jumped in, like a lot of it was coming back. And when we were visiting... Sherry's homestay family, her her homestay sister. Um, I think she forgot that we didn't speak French as well as she did, and she would just just rattle off sentences. And I was trying to pull out the phone and, and do Google Translate, you know, and, and hit the button in time to get it translated. But usually I wasn't able to do it. But then I was like, I'm, I'm actually picking up most of what she's saying. It was it was amazing to me. And then when we came home last night, our son Harrison, who was, who was staying with us for a while. Um, told us that while we were gone, he started trying to learn Spanish. And so he said to me, he's like, okay, so you're, you know, you're the learning geeks. What, uh, what durable learning principle should I use <laughs> as I'm learning Spanish? Um, he's connected with durable learning right now for a fun reason we'll share with you later. But I was like, well, you know, you need it to be effortful. You need it to be, um, to be spaced. You need to practice. Like those are the, are the key things things right and and the space being something really really key to practice for a while but then take a break and come back to it and I thought wow I had about 40 years of spaced and uh, my French <laughs> came back to me and just the the way that my brain like hit those parts you know was able to to, to hit the recall on those parts that uh, I hadn't really needed to use for for all those decades it really amazed me I thought it was really cool and was it? It was more of the processing, not the actual speaking. A little bit of both. Really? Like you know, we actually that's did always okay the harder. The that's speaking. the harder part. Yeah, and that's yeah. one thing. You know, the the French I think have a unfounded reputation for being very nasty to foreigners. 
Um, I, I don't find that true. And especially if you make even the slightest effort to speak French, uh, they really reach out to you. There was one point where I said something and I said it wrong and the guy corrected me with a smile and I'm like, you know, oh, uh, mon français est très, est très mauvais. You know, my French is very bad. And he's like, no, it is okay. You are trying your best. You are giving your best effort. And I could understand you. So keep going. You know, it was so great. That's cool. It was so great. Very encouraging. So encouragement, also a good part of learning. So those are, those are my stories. So it was, it was a very, very interesting learning, uh, learning week for me in that regard. Now I need to go back to, now I need, or well, not go back to because I've never been, but I need to go to Paris yeah. and see if I can do the same. Because I also did had, you have, did you th- take I, I, I did three in high school. Wow. Oh. And I was at the point where my third year, it was, I was very hard for me to speak it, but processing it, I could, when my teacher would start you know, going off on just speaking the whole time on, in French, I was able to pick up majority of yeah. it. So I had a I was, similar experience <clears throat> recently when I went over to Israel. Right. And I did not study Hebrew as long as you studied French, but uh, I, I looked at the signs and I'd go, okay, I know where that's, I know where we're going. Or I'd hear some phrases and I'd go, all right, I can make out parts of that. I'm sure it was not as robust as you, but, uh, but for me too, that was, you know, decades ago when I immersed myself there. Lisa, you're going to say something and I cut you off. Oh, I was uh, reading something recently. Uh, I've been restudying. I, I spoke Japanese in my youth. And so I've been restudying that the last few months and, uh, I was reading something about the other thing that strikes me is this idea of being willing to make mistakes, right? You just got to yeah. get out there and start speaking. And the more you speak, the more you get an opportunity like you had to be corrected. And that's also super helpful because if you kind of hang back and wait until you know perfectly, you, you know, you'll you'll never get in there. So I, I, I'd i add to his durable learning principles. Just, just start talking. Yeah, <laughs> growth mindset, talking. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Now I'm curious about you speaking Japanese as a child. Did you take Japanese or did you live there or what? I lived there, yeah, growing <sighs> up. So uh, just a few years in high school. Um, but yeah, and so my my dad and both of my brothers all speak fluently. Wow. Um, so I'm, I'm the only one who doesn't speak fluently. And it's really rusty. I haven't used it in a long time. I took a lot of Japanese in college and have a minor, but... You know, you don't use it and it kind of atrophies. And so, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, a little while ago, I was like, I'm going to Duolingo this up and see if I can resurrect some of my rusty Japanese. And it's coming back. I, I'm surprised how much I remember. But So, is your favorite or is your memorable holiday moment when your brothers and your dad were speaking Japanese and you couldn't comprehend it completely? And you're worried if they're making fun of you or talking oh, about I you? Oh, I know they're making fun of me. It's not a, there's no question <laughs> about question. whether or not that's happening. Yeah, no. I, I always say I speak Japanese well enough to know when I'm being mocked. So, uh, yeah. No, I've been thinking a little bit about um, holiday moments. And in the last couple of years, we've really been working to kind of simplify, right? Mm. We, have, uh, we have one of our children who we call her the traditionalist. If you start something, you better be ready to do it forever because she's going to want to do it forever. Um, and so we've been really working on trying to simplify down to just 
just what's the what what makes us feel the best when are we the happiest together and it was interesting because i was in dublin this last week and we were talking to some colleagues and one was from the netherlands and he was saying oh i celebrated your american thanksgiving this year and i said oh tell me about that why did why did you do that his brother lives in the united states and so his brother came for a visit and said it's really great it's an amazing holiday we have to celebrate it and so they did um and he said it was just so it was so simple and so warm and it was just great to be with the people you loved. And I really, uh, that really resonated with me. And that's what we've been trying to create. I think the last few years is just bringing some intentionality. You know, that's a big theme, Jake, for us. We spend a lot of time thinking about intentional learning and intentional teaching and just really trying to be really thoughtful about what do I bring into this that I want to, because I know once I do, I have to do it forever because that is the child I have. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, just like how you know, what do I what what do I love the most? Um, and I'm finding that for me, it's things that really spark gratitude, and you know, trying to spend my my celebration on things that make me feel really grateful. Um, and that, you know, that's that's been some of the things I've been thinking about over the last couple of days as I've been thinking about you guys and what we would talk about. Just I I, I enjoy anything holiday that kind of sparks that feeling of gratitude for me. I feel the same. I feel with. Uh... The holiday, well, I mean, holiday season usually starts at Thanksgiving for us because that's the first moment where us too. that's where yeah. we decorate. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's the time where we actually have start to have family. We do usually a small family gathering for that day. It kicks off the season. And then this is, you know, the, the day we're recording this is the week before um, Christmas for those that celebrate. Um, and we start... I think we, we, we're going to get together here on Friday and we go and see oh, my nice. brother, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, and we stay over there for over the night. Kids love it because they're with their cousins. But again, that's, that's that moment where we just appreciate the kids being together during that time. Because I think that it's just one of those memories that you'll never, you'll never forget. Yeah. Just simple times yeah. when people are all together and, you know, they get a chance to, I, I, I think some of my favorite things with my kids are just like anything that's, people are sitting around laughing. We watch a lot of Elf as well. <laughs> Although now I guess we've abdicated all holiday movies because we sat down last night to watch a movie and our daughter was like, no, nothing about Christmas. I was like, oh, okay. okay. Oh boy. Oh my. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see. We've taken a turn now. I got it. Is that the but, traditionalist or the Yes. So, so maybe oh. she's turned over a new leaf new as leaf. she is now. We call her a, a baby adult, so she's uh, <laughs> she's emerging into adulthood. Maybe she's given up movies. I don't know. I don't know. What about you, Dana? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and share. I've got a couple, lots of thoughts you guys have generated, but um, the one, as I was uh, thinking about what would be interesting to share, I wanted to share um, one of the most memorable Christmases I had. And um, what had happened is my, my mother passed away, uh, and... Uh, so I, rather than continuing at school, I was staying at home and, and staying with my dad and helping him through that grieving process. And, but during that time, I was getting ready to do a semester abroad. And I was going over to study in, in uh, Jerusalem and uh, Israel. And um, So during the, the four or five months leading up to that, I immersed myself in study. I had the college student mindset, right? So I immersed myself in all kinds of things that I'm going to hold up a series of books. Oh, Most wow. of these I've acquired since, but oh, you can see man. things like Atlas oh. of the Bible, Manners and Customs of the Bible, mm -hmm. uh, the Bible itself, um, 
Jesus Christ in the world of the New Testament, sketches of Jewish life, social life by Edersheim. So I immerse myself in, in the archaeology and the geography and the history and all of those things. And I just I spent all kinds of time getting ready for the experience. Hmm. And um, the, if you think about the timing, so you know, I was leading my my trip started in I think it was January 6th or January 5th, which meant that my studies were kind of culminating right around the time of, of Christmas. And so I had all of this um, knowledge and background in my head as we were leading up to the holidays. So when I would hear a Christmas carol, it would have a whole lot more meaning. Right? Yeah. And when I would, we'd be putting Christmas ornaments up or putting out the nativity, all of those things had just a, a deeper meaning. And then when I actually got to the, got over there and we started going to some of the archaeology sites or some of the historical sites, um, or we'd be talking about uh, the, the, the political landscape, I had all this insight and I was able to ask deeper, more insightful questions and was more engaged than so many of my other student colleagues who didn't do as much preparation. And so, um, you know, for me, that was just one of the more meaningful Christmases. And there's a huge learning lesson in there, right? We <laughs> boil down simply do the pre-work. Yeah. Sure. Right. <laughs> right. Often, often designers go and they say, yeah, this is really important for you to know before you come to class. And people usually blow it off. We know that's true. Yeah. But in this case, it, this was a huge um, example of where doing the pre-work had a significant impact. And, you know, Bob and Jake know that I've been over several times since most mm -hmm. recent, most recently back in, um, in April and May, uh, we went over with my, um, my three daughters and their husbands and, and uh, just had a, a great a great experience. Um, and after after each day, the kids would say, "Well, um, is there anything that the tour guide said that that you know it was incorrect, or that you think we should know more about?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was able to draw on that I learned, you know, two and three decades um, ago, actually, and, and have studied since. Yeah, actually, uh, actually, know, sir, the, the fact is this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. That was that was one experience. The other one I just need to share just because it's fun. We started a tradition and Bob and Jake both know about Third Street in Geneva. Third mm -hmm. Street in Geneva, uh, Illinois, is um, each year around Christmas. I think it's the first Friday of December. They shut down the street and it just becomes a, a, a real holiday festival. They, there's a place where they're making wreaths outdoors. They've got Christmas oh. carolers. They've got fires outside. Mm -hmm. All of the stores are decked out and they give out cookies and juice and all kinds of things. And so we started this. We used to go as a family all the time. But, but as my kids got older, um, you know, when they were younger, they created all kinds of ornaments in elementary school, right? Yeah. The ones where they just color mm -hmm. and it's there's and you don't really want to throw them out because they're cute, but then it gets to the point where they're teenagers and it's like, okay, do we really need to hang on to this anymore? <laughs> so we started this tradition when uh, Third Street festivities started taking place. Uh, we would vote on which ugly ornament we wanted to do something <laughs> with, and so we would take the ugly ornament, and I would sneak into one of the stores that had a window front. And uh, I would look for the security cameras and then I would go and I would hang that ornament in such a way that you could see it from the outside on whatever their pretty display. Is. So you might have a really nice, you know, elegant Christmas tree display and then you'd have an ugly ornament hanging on it. That's amazing. So, 
that tradition continued until we moved out here and we haven't figured out how to start it back up out here but that's one my kids my kids remember there's nothing learning about that but it was a fun tradition i love that i i I love that too and and dana i don't live that far away from geneva Still, oh, since you know you, you could you, continue you, to since actually we all of you ornaments left, left. Left somewhere, but moved in the last <laughs> X number of years. But um, uh, Jake, I mean, we have ugly ornaments here, left. I'm glad to send you some. You should. You should send. You, you should send some out, and then up. we yeah. can go up there because Geneva, Illinois, is a great, a great town. It's it's a river town. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I can go up there and yeah. put an ornament up and keep the tradition alive if you want. Let's all so send the, ornaments to Jake. <laughs> and all of our listeners too. Send oh, an ornament to Jake. We have we also have plenty in our basement up. that are sitting in. So, so Jake, the funny the funny thing is for days afterwards we drive by and say, "Yep, it's still in the window." Yep, oh, it's still really? in the window. Oh my gosh, That's I love fun. it. And, and we always we always wanted to be a fly on the wall when someone would say, "Oh, this is such a beautiful ornament. I'd like to buy this." I was like, "Well, there's no price on it." Well, where did this come from? I don't know. <laughs> That's amazing. We do have a tradition too of getting Christmas tree ornaments from places mm-hmm. that we visit. You oh, know, yeah. to yeah, to relive the memory. So the only one we got this year, we were looking for, and we didn't find ones that we like, but we got one from the Moulin Rouge. Hmm. So oh, cool. We, nice. we went to the show at the Moulin Rouge. So that, you know, it'll remind you of a little bit of a risque evening, but it was it was tame. <laughs> it was super fun. But you know what? As, as I realize we're starting to come to a close, I'm, I'm picking up a theme of, you used the word earlier, Lisa, of intentionality and yeah. just how important it is for the learning process to come to it with intentionality and how much more fruitful it is when you do that. But also intentionality around the holidays and making the decision that, you know, instead of it just being a day off to coast or to turn off your brain if you come into it with a little bit of intentionality you can really make memories with your kids or uh, or build into yourself and uh, you know really recharge yourself for the rest of the year so that might be a nice thing to leave our listeners with a suggestion that as we jump into the rest of the holidays that we do it with some degree of intentionality and think about what you want to get out of this this next few well, weeks and Bob, um, with that yeah. observation, it almost seems like your jet lag's over because that was a that was a that nice was pretty way to tie pretty good, yeah, very nice. Welcome you know back. I, I come <laughs> up with some good stuff when I'm dead tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's going to do the clothes now? Lisa, you're going to do the clothes. You did such a good job on the open. Oh you no, no one prepared me to do the clothes. Absolutely not. No. All right, all right. You, I feel like you you got it nailed. I got the energy back. Yeah, you got absolutely. it. Absolutely, get it back. All right. Well, hey, that's the end of our holiday special. And, you know, we, we didn't make it to Kashyyyk, but we had a, a really good time reminiscing and thinking. So thanks to Lisa, our special guest and co-host. Thanks for doing the cold open for me. And it's always great to have you on. So it's great to see you. Nice to and see you. thanks to Jake and Dana, as always. And thanks to you, our listeners. Uh, we hope that you will have a great holiday season. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and tell us all about us to all your friends all over LinkedIn and wherever else you talk about podcasts that you listen to regularly and all that kind of stuff. Have a great holiday season. Have a great year. And we'll see you real soon. Until then, stay geeky, my friends. Happy holidays. Take care. Thanks, everybody. Happy holidays. Bye.